of the master of one podcast the podcast that could implode at any given moment so tread lightly part one this week we talk about web trends mutants in manhattan and x-men apocalypse i'm andrew your master of art and design i'm patrick your master of television and film and i'm luke your master of toys and games so make peace with the one that brought you here because it's time for another episode peace kick every episode off by going around the table which is where we tell you guys about stuff that's coming up and talk about what's been going on in our week so um patrick you don't have anything coming up this week no i well there's one thing it, it actually okay. released today you you still might have a chance to get it and by today i mean our record day so really this was like you know 15 hours ago if you're first thing in the morning <laughs> so but, you definitely can't get this anymore <laughs> no you might be able to <laughs> mr jpk john paul kaiser a uh, friend of the show I like to believe, really close personal friend of mine, uh, released a new minor print. This is on his Big Cartel, so you can go to johnpaulkaiser.com. Uh, It'll link off to his Big Cartel site. It's uh, 20 pounds or quid or whatever you say because I don't live over there. That's going sh- to um, be a ton for shipping. So, yeah, it's probably 300 US dollars. Um, I'm just kidding. So it's pretty inexpensive, probably 30 bucks. But it's his minor print. It's really cool. It's a limited edition of uh, 50, and they are signed and numbered. And uh, you should check it out. He's, he does a few things with the minor. He has, uh, like, the minor toys and um, now the minor print. But, uh, yeah, definitely go check yeah. it out. I'm, I'm holding out for the major print. Uh, uh, Luke, is there, anything, is there anything coming up that you know of? No. Okay. Uh, so the last thing that's coming up that we know of this week that we are excited about on this side of the computer is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows already yeah. have our tickets for it we're excited we're gonna be there friday um with our smiles upon our face I, I could go either way the film could be terrible i understand that but i'm excited for it nonetheless i think uh they did a great job with bebop and rocksteady um casey jones looks awesome so uh we'll, we'll see what happens uh so that's it for what's coming up if you know of anything let us know shoot us a message and we want to share with all the people if there's anything coming up this week uh drop us a line on instagram twitter facebook or slack all right so around the table luke what happened to you this week oh man um so i i i got uncharted and then i beat uncharted um it's good uncharted 4 is really good it can't, it's for ps4 um it's a great ending to the story. Uh, I said when I was talking about it before that there might be another one. Pretty sure there's not going to be another one. Um, <laughs> I hope I did some sort of like crazy karma thing where now there will be another one just to prove me wrong. But I'm, I'm guessing there's not. Um, but it's a good story. It's a good finish to the story. Um, and then I got Overwatch. And I've been playing Overwatch. It's made by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a team-based shooter, um, all online. It's like five versus five squad shooter. It is awesome. Super fun, super easy to play. You can just jump in, play for a couple minutes if you want, or you can play for hours if you want. And it's fantastic. 
Sweet. I, I thought about picking it up yesterday. Oh my gosh, it's so um, good. Did you get it for Xbox or PS4? PS4. PS4. Okay. I probably won't pick it up then. Okay. <laughs> Patrick should play um, it though. He would like it. I mean, I should just play something. Like I stare at my PS4 every day and think it'd probably be really fun to play a video game, and then I don't. Overwatch. Do you remember when we sat in your house and figured out how to uh, hijack a a 727 on <laughs> Grand, Grand Theft Auto? Auto? Yeah, that, I think the problem is I lost my friends. Oh, uh, that's that. Would, well, so, your friends are on yeah. the internet. You see two of them every week. Yeah, and I know. soon your internet will be able to handle playing video games <laughs> with them. <laughs> Yeah, in like a month. So maybe that's maybe that's a better excuse. Yeah. You can use that for the next month. And then after that, you have to come up with something else. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, you. Well, it's Luke's, it's Luke's job no, to no, throw Patrick, it out to somebody. So. Okay. There was just enough silence for you to might be. So I know that we've talked about this book a few times, but it's so large and so good that why don't we talk about it some more? The Bible. Um, my wife. Oh. The Bible. <laughs> my uh, wife. It's so yeah. large and so good. Let's talk about it. My wife. Oh, we're on video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's um, she got me a, a present for my birthday, and it is this. It is Mr. Aaron Draplin's uh, pretty much everything. This is a beast of a book, and it's so awesome. But I also I feel a little bit special because two more things happen, and Andrew, you have to be jealous for just a little bit because I know that you're going to catch up to me. Number one. I like to believe that mine is one of the earliest signed versions of the book. So there's his signature, and he filled it out for me. He checked all of the – he did it, the recipient analysis and uh, checked off things about me like sweating profusely and uh, you know fidgeting needlessly. Really great stuff. Also, I got That's this. really creative, by the way, like how, they, how he did that front. Oh, page. he killed it. I, I was so blown away by just the ownership section, much less like the other, you know, however many pages there are. Um, and then also, um, the Everything Else Enhancement Kit, which is a really cool thing. This is something that uh, he is releasing. I guess it's all the, the goodies that you know he wanted to include with the book, but he was also trying to keep the book price down, and so he didn't. Um, but one of the pieces of it is uh, it's a sticker pack, and he went ahead and uh, or a sticker sheet, and he went ahead and yeah. sent me the sticker sheet that has the Everything Else uh, Kit like you know printed on the top Branding, of the sheet. Yeah. But I did go ahead and order the full kit. I'm actually not, I'm actually going to save the information for it because Andrew, I think I, the only reason I know about the kit is because I saw the email that you wrote to Aaron. <laughs> and so, yeah. and I like that tipped me off to go purchase one. So I'll let you explain it better than I have when that time comes. Okay. But for the time being, I did go ahead. He did go and send me one of these, and then I went ahead and picked up the full kit. And so my kit will be here when they get here. But the book is amazing. Also, uh, you know, as far as my week, I, I went down to Florida, visited a buddy who's stationed at Tyndall down there, uh, and man just laid on the beach and did nothing. And it was great. I didn't, I didn't work on a website and I didn't, you know, look at anyone's art or any blogs. I didn't look at toys. I didn't buy anything. I just laid on a beach. And, uh, so it was a good, it was a good end of the week. So Andrew, wow. that is, uh, that leaves you. How do you still look so pale? <laughs> yeah, I think no, I'm convinced I am actually a vampire now. Yeah. I, like my mom's always said it and I just would like laugh it off and then she'd say no, I'm serious. And I would just laugh it off. And now I think she's she like was, your real father was a vampire. Yeah, and I've been, I could be so creepy, mom. How are you levitating? And then now I'm thinking that I am levitating? actually a vampire. That was well played. That, good job, well Patrick. Played. That was Thank well you. done. Well done, so, my friend. All right, well, I'll take it from here. 
Um, my week consisted a lot of watching TV. So um, I watched... Um, have you guys seen True Detective? No. Yeah. Luke, have you have you seen True yeah. Detective? Um, so that hate- show... Go on. <laughs> I was just waiting for you. <laughs> um, so, so that show. I was going to say that I hate the logo for it, but I realized I was thinking about True Blood and not True oh. Detective, which is like different. So I don't think I've seen it. You know what's funny about that? Chandra set, and um, so I watched the, I gang watched the entire first season in, in two nights. Um, and it's a pretty intense show and very dialogue heavy, very uh, well written, but it's really intense. And Chandra popped in for the very last episode for the season finale, and about halfway through it, she said, "Of the first first season, season one." Oh no! She popped in at the very end of, or like about, uh, she watched the first half of, uh, she watched the whole season finale, but about halfway through, she said, "So wait, this show's about vampires?" <laughs> I'm like, what? No. Why do you think this show is about vampires? And then I re- I made the connection. No, that's True Blood. This is True Detective. Um, but Matthew McConaughey and uh, Will, uh, not Willie Nelson. Um, Will Forte. His, nope. Hair, uh, well, oh, gosh. Why am I blanking on his name? Somebody tell me his name. Woody Harrelson. That's it. Woody Harrelson and... Oh my gosh! Oh, the dude from Rampart. <laughs> What's his freaking name? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Apparently, I'm only allowed to remember one name at a time. Only one name can stay in my head at oh, any given no. time. But um, oh, no. but the show it, it's it they're partners and then they they split up and, and the, the show does a really great job of kind of bouncing back and forth between. Um, things that happened 15 years ago and then like the present um, and and it just goes back and forth and they they split up and I'm not going to tell you really anything about it because I want you to go see it. Um, They split up but then um, the show is all about like the different pieces of them trying to figure out this one case that they thought they solved but ended up, you know, not being solved. Um, Very, very intense, very, very cool and I thought, sweet, I can't believe I missed this for so long but I'm really excited there's a season two and obviously the season two different people entirely so it's uh colin farrell and hmm, just say it just vince say vaughn it. i did yeah, it he did it so um so the two of them so i was like oh i like vince vaughn a lot colin farrell's pretty cool this, sh- this should be really good and two episodes in i hate it i hate season two it's like <laughs> it's com- complete deviation in my opinion from what the first season was it's kind of like you know how american horror story like all the seasons are detached. Yeah. It's like that. So they're not necessarily connected. So do you um, think it's because after Chandra mentioned the lack of vampires, then you just were left wanting? <laughs> you know, now that I'm thinking about it, because those I'm seem thinking, to coincide. This show would be way better with vampires. <laughs> so anyway, I've watched all four seasons of True Blood. Um, no. But uh, so anyway, I would say go watch season one of True Detective. Um, it's all there. You can watch it all. It's great. Now, disclaimer: it is very uh, graphic. What do you mean? The show. I wouldn't say it's terribly graphic. Okay. What do you mean? No, 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 no. I would say it's mildly graphic. But if you watch Game of Thrones, it's no worse than that. That's very graphic. Okay. That's true. I would but say I would if you've say got kids, maybe don't let your kids watch True Thrones. Detective. But it's on HBO. So I mean, I guess Sesame Street's on HBO too. So I don't know. Maybe the, the, the deal with HBO has changed a little bit. But, yeah, it's graphic. So the language is pretty is pretty bad. Um, there's lots of murder stuff that you see. And then um, 
Uh, occasionally, there's some sexual stuff, but not a ton. So anyway, right. um, I would give it two thumbs up. I think it's good. So I, that's what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of TV, culminating with that. I'm all caught up with Veep now, all caught up with Silicon Valley, um, which we've talked about on the show before, so we won't go into it. But I'm in love with HBO now. Because I've just been able to just... I'm going to watch The Wire next. Hmm. Once I get caught up on one more thing, I'm going to watch The Wire. Wait, so, what's one anyway, more thing? Um, I started... I literally can't remember it right now. Okay. I started another show. You should watch Torchwood. But, uh, oh, oh, oh. It was uh, The Brink with Jack Black. Oh, and uh, Pass. Yeah, I wasn't terribly impressed with the first episode, but I was going to give it a second episode. You should watch so. Torchwood. Torchwood? Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. It's on HBO? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. That's it for Around the Table. Up next, we're going to talk about some master categories. Sure are. Every week we talk about the categories that we drew the week before, and last week we had a fantastic guest draw our tokens for us. If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to Tony Bancroft. Uh, he was a Disney animator and worked on all sorts of crazy good stuff that you've seen, um, but he pulled tokens for us, and it was an awesome, awesome time. Patrick, what did he draw for you? Yeah, some art and design. Is this three weeks in a row? I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, it's a cu- it's I it's at least two, but it's art and design. So yeah, I'll go and kick it off. Um, so again, this week I did so very little. Um, but there is there is one thing, and I and I want to uh, gather some opinions. Um, I I spent some time working on a, a personal uh, kind of portfolio, personal website. It's just something I don't have, and I you know I, I have these ideas when I'm at work. And if they don't fit in someone's project, then they just kind of sit in my head until I forget about them or, or whatever. And I figured putting together a personal site is a great way to kind of get them out. And, and for those that don't know, I, I, do, uh, I do development primarily. Um, like uh, true. F- front end, whatever. And, uh, and so I started working on a portfolio site. But in order to get started, I was very interested in, in what are other people doing. I, I honestly have never... I mean, I've seen a couple, but it's just something I've never really paid close attention to. And so I spent some time uh, going through some, um, you know, some kind of aggregate sites that I really trust and just checking, like, you know, what are people putting out there? And I was, there's some stuff that's good, but I found myself being very, very disappointed at a couple things. And so I just want to use my time right now to complain a bit. And then I and I want to get some feedback from you guys ab- about the the things that you'd like to complain about. So, um, number one, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the we should have a pre-recorded disclaimer that just immediately like, the episode cuts out and the disclaimer plays. Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, number one, Jank. Uh, oh my gosh. So, for those that don't know, Jank is a term and it has to do with when you have a non-smooth like say scroll or, or movement on the site an element isn't moving in a in a smooth fashion it like stutters that is jank and um oh. i really scroll jacking no no that's different although that's also on my list so don't worry we're gonna get there luke um but yeah so jank and i'm people obviously they want to use um it can be created for a couple reasons. It can be something that's very intensive for the browser to redraw. It can be that a transition, maybe they're like, I don't know, because of the property they're transitioning and the speed they're doing at, you actually kind of get the uh, the actual pixel movement. It could be that the animation is changing the height of an element that you're on simultaneously while you're scrolling and it makes your scroll jump. It can be hmm. any number of things that cause it, but oh my gosh, if there is any noticeable amount of jank in your site, 
then just don't do the thing that's causing it or figure out what's wrong and fix it. To me, it is broken. You can't, you can't say, well, I don't have any errors in the console and, and that link still works. If it's janky, it's broken and you need to fix it. Don't publish that stuff. Yeah, ain't uh, nobody want no janky website. No jank. Smooth scroll. Holy freaking cow, how it frustrates me. I don't know if y'all have seen this. Now, and I don't just mean smooth scroll because this could get a little bit semantic. If you've seen before, you go to scroll down a site and it kind of scrolls faster than the natural scroll and then kind of decides where it kind of stops at. I, I'm calling it smooth scrolling, but the, the point is there's so many times I just want to bump the page down like three sentences, yes. right? And I just touch my scroll wheel and it shoots down two sections and that drives me nuts. If I can't see your content because every time I nudge the scroll wheel, it just shoots past it. It, amazing! I opened like ten sites up. This was some awards, uh, some you know award site, whatever you know. Anyway, and I I pulled up like ten from this last month that they awarded, and I swear four of them I had issues with actually being able to scroll precisely to a point on the page, which also brings up what Luke just said: scroll jacking. There is a way to do it well. A lot of times you're doing it bad. You're doing it wrong. I you know. When I'm scrolling, I'm in control. I'm trying to accomplish something. And when you Correct. take it from me and then you perform a different action that I'm not anticipating, it drives me crazy. So those are a couple of like things. You now, scroll and then waffles start popping out of your hard drive. <laughs> yeah, I hate that crap, man. I, I love waffles, so it's conflicting. Mine are um, always cold. That's the problem. Now, there's other things, too. I don't want to get into too much design stuff. I did see a lot of stuff I like. I don't know if you uh, – so on a positive note um, – I love that people are moving towards a lot more um, thin line, like badges and uh, kind of like single-use elements. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I saw some of that through Bethany Hex design uh, when we're looking at her page. Or you can see some examples of that, but I'm seeing that a lot more, and I love it. Um, and I love that people are putting a lot more a lot more focus into getting animations correct, or, or I should say feedback to what the user is doing. It's very important that the user gets feedback when the user is moving around. But this brings me to another complaint action if a user scrolls over something and it has like a transition fade in then when they scroll off you need to do something as well you can't forget about your secondary transition that also is driving me crazy developers quit being lazy it takes an extra 20 seconds to account for that so anyway those are some so of like my if frustrations you hover over and it goes like and then you hover off and it just goes like this yes drives me crazy i okay. especially it's and it's so you're more, more of like a wipe in wipe out kind of guy well it's the more subtle things that bother me like if if i if something has like a, a 0.2 second transition and um you know maybe like the borders like scale just a little bit or or it transforms scales whatever then when i scroll off it should scale back down at the same pace i hate when i take it off and it just snaps back really quick obviously lacking any sort of transition again it just feels like you did the the eighty well really you did the fifty percent because you did half of it so yep. again it's wrong so anyway those are some of my complaints I'd be interested if y'all have anything that you all notice going through websites um, I noticed something and I don't know I will say this I am not the guy that knows this stuff yeah he's currently chiming into this via smoke signals so he doesn't yes. even know how to use the internet um, it seems like there are websites. Um, a lot of websites I've seen have like loading animations that are just designed. Yeah. Like, shouldn't it just not have to load? Like, if your website doesn't, <laughs> like, a website should load in what, like eight seconds, eight to ten seconds? 
Oh no, it should if be a lot. If it's yeah, eight if it's seconds, then that long, it's well, bad. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have to design a loading animation because you have people waiting on something loading, aren't you doing it wrong? Hmm. That's a good uh, question. There could be resources that you that you want. I mean, there are times. So okay, I partially agree. There are times when that isn't the case. But yes, generally people tend to kind of forsake the whole the page speed stuff. They just that's something that you know you can say falls in the last ten percent. People don't do the last ten percent. Um, a website. So now you have to understand this. I need to make a disclaimer. Please do not judge what I'm saying based off the actual M of one website. It's like the guy that owns a body shop and he fixes everyone else's cars, but his car is like totally beat to hell. Hey. So, so I don't think our site's that bad. <laughs> well, Lord, I'm talking Patrick. about some things that I do in my professional environment, but not for you guys. I'm sorry. Um, no, but seriously, we're gonna have an <laughs> offline conversation about this when there aren't people watching in the sidebar. Ah, uh, just just doing it. No, but seriously, in uh in in the the job that I do. Uh, one of the requirements is that an initial page load is actually under one second, un- unless it's like we're hitting well, an that API seems that like has, it should be that way. Unless we're hitting an API that has a really long call, but in those cases, we're caching that. So then the next time you visit it, you are getting it under a second. But even so, if you don't ca- like the first time it loads, what's what's that speed? Well, again, it depends. Like maybe you're referencing an API um, from another provider. Um, and that, for whatever reason, that call is taking four to six seconds. And you can't help that because you don't have control okay. over it. Or so, if you're service you and it takes 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. Now, again, hopefully you would be caching those somewhere on your server. That way then a user can hit them very quickly on their first load. But I, I'm just saying there – or it could be that you know, you're know you getting an O-embed from Vimeo and that takes a couple seconds because sometimes that can take a while or if you have several videos on your page. So it depends on the type of site, the media being shown – Certainly, it can take a couple seconds. Hopefully, you're doing everything you can to account for that. I do agree. Okay. There are times when the loading should be unnecessary because it should just be faster than it is. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't have to design a loading animation because right. it just shouldn't have to happen. I think that's a really interesting thought, Luke. Congratulations for bringing it. You didn't think you'd say anything of, of worth during this category. <laughs> that's still debatable. <laughs> we'll and so when you, did say say. That, when you said the thing about scroll jacking and he's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. You're like, well, that was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, we still, had another one. you still managed to do it. Um, it. Yeah, I don't think I have a lot of beef with websites other than what you said. I, I I don't know if it's scroll jacking or scroll smooth scrolling or whatever it is that you said. It's when I tr- I think it's the smooth scrolling that you're talking about. Like if I just want to go down and see a few, you know, if I want to scroll to give it, to put whatever I want in the window, but it like automatically snaps the next section there. Scroll jacking. I don't, don't yeah. want to see that. Okay, so yeah. Um, that that's my biggest beef with the internet, and then just how sometimes uh, websites look ugly. <laughs> but yeah. that's a whole. It seems other like that would probably stand out more to you than it would to me. But it 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 does it does. I hate looking at ugly websites, especially these days when when good, decently looking uh, websites are at your fingertips. You know, with things like Squarespace and um, oh gosh, what's the other one? Uh, like Clover and some of these Fiverr. things like that. Um, those things make it simple to have a like a very basic WordPress, yeah, um, a very basic like normal looking website that's updated. Um, they're not flashy, they're not crazy, they're not necessarily you know over the top cool, but they're also not ugly or outdated. Um, but some people still have old, outdated websites, and that just to me, sure. I hate that. So um, anyway, if you want to see some of like box. the the best examples of bad websites. Just Google design firms and look at theirs. 
Just kidding. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, um, apparently, go to our website, mf1podcast.com, yeah, for all the crappiest yeah. web stuff that you ah, can possibly it's not, see. It's not the worst. <sighs> anyway, so come back next week when I talk about uh, why we should still be using skeuomorphic design. Um, Andrew. Yeah. Go on. Oh, okay. Um, so this past week, uh, I got the token toys and games drawn for me again. And this has been at least my second week doing that, too. So I'm guessing, Luke, you've had the same for two weeks in a row. Sure. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I slept through last episode. Um, but the uh, so, so I got this week um, Ninja Turtles, Mutants in Manhattan for Xbox One. And I will say... So the game is 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 pretty cool. As far as Ninja Turtle games go, it's it's one of the better ones, uh, especially I would say second only to like the original arcade game, which was like impossible to beat. Um, you know, you'd get to uh, the arcade game or the Nintendo game because the Nintendo game was super hard to beat too. The Nintendo game, that's what I'm talking. Well, I think they took the arcade game and made it on the Nintendo. I no, believe that's no, what no. that there's, was. Right? There's two different games. There's oh, the well, the NES Nintendo game. one. Yeah, like the one where you could never beat Bebop or Rocksteady or the whoever it was. The swimming one? Or the arcade, like where you, those, like the turtle figures that we just talked about last week? From no, that not that game. one. The, well, then, I thought that they that they had ripped in the original arcade game and made it for Nintendo, and the one for Nintendo was just really hard. Okay, well, the one they made for Nintendo yes. was incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, ar- the original arcade game is what I was saying. It, that's a great one. It's in Turtles in Time was fantastic, too. This is in line with those. They're very fun. Um, you play as all four turtles, but you actually only play as one turtle at a time, but you can swap in mid-battle, and then you can do, like, co-op battles and things like that. Um, you can play as multiple as multiple turtles if you go online. Like, if you play with Xbox Live, other people can jump in. You can play as turtles. The gameplay is relatively difficult, I will say. You can jump say. in and jump out, right? So people can just join you in your game while you're playing, right? Uh, I don't know, because I haven't played online yet. So oh. um, I've been, just been playing by myself for now. Um, I thought that's what it was something I read on that is a feature. It's, it's cool because people likely. can just hop on and play together and drop out when they need to. It's very likely. It, it it's very cool. The graphics are really cool. It actually uses uh, a guy. Uh, the the current run of IDW Ninja Turtle is uh, the Ninja Turtle comics is the basis for the art that they use for this. So um, I don't exactly remember how to pronounce his name. It's like Santoloco or something like that, Santoloco. Um, but uh, his artwork is fantastic. I have several pieces of it around here. Um, but it, the whole game is based on that artwork, so it's cool. It's like it's like a 3D cel-shaded style. Nice. Um, very, very neat. They use different voices for the Turtles than, than the current TV show, which I thought was interesting. I figured they would have used the same... Uh, and they didn't use the same people who were in the movie either. So, um, totally different actors playing the the characters, which is which I, I think is was a weird choice. Um, but storyline is really good. Uh, you can kind of bounce around a little bit. You can do different different missions and things like that. It's not like a continual storyline. It's a little bit more um, organic the way that you play it. You don't have to battle slash. As the third bad guy, you could go to Karai if you want to. So, like, there's all sorts of different ways that you can kind of approach it. You can uh, you can pick up and download and buy different outfits for them. Hmm. So I pre-ordered it at GameStop, and they came with a rocker outfits. Okay. So all the turtles have different, like, uh, like punk rock outfits hmm. that you can put on them and play. Um, the one downside is all of the different cinemas, like the cutscenes 
are just the regular turtles. So it doesn't oh, that carry sucks. that styling all the way through, which I thought was a little lame yeah. and a little lazy. Um, that being said, I don't know how to do video games, but I know you can do it. Well, yeah. But I mean, Uncharted was that way. Like every cutscene, whatever gun or like whatever weapon you had, um, it shows that weapon being on your person. Yeah. Like See, in the I feel scene. like that's that's the better way to do it, in yeah. my opinion. So, um, but this uh, the gameplay is very fun. It's very it's very cool. I'd like to know. I haven't um, gotten all the way through the game yet. Um, the the ratings for it, it's got a, a two and a half out of five, so it's running like a fifty percent on Metacritic right now. So it's not terrible. It's also not the best. Um, you're you're not going to get the same kinds of of ratings that you know some of these more intense games are going to be. This is still just a, in some degree, it's a, it's still a bit of a, a button masher, um, but there's a little bit more intentionality to it because you can build up and and purchase different like build outs. So it's like Call of Duty in that regard, where you can put you can set up your build outs before the before the um, level starts. Um, and as you go, you get better equipment and better stuff. But uh, it's still like kind of at its core, just a button masher, where you're you're just battling and you're just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So um, anyway, it's a cool game. I would say pick it up if you're a turtle fan. You probably already have it, but if you don't, it's definitely worth a play uh, for the art style alone. It's it, it they did a really really good job on that. So anyway, that was me, uh, Luke. Take us home. Uh, okay, I had TV and film. And so let's talk about X Men, uh, the latest X Men movie. Let's talk about X, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, the latest movie, X Men sure. Apocalypse, was uh, just came out on the twenty seventh, directed by Brian Singer, same person that did the last two. Um, I yeah, so it it picks up. Um, so we want to stay spoiler free yeah, at this point. Yeah, right? it picks up. Um, not terribly uh soon after the last one there's been a a bit of a time uh has passed and um and then things get crazy and uh the x-men have to save the day and that's kind of all you can really do spoiler free Uh, there's a big bad guy and uh they have to fight him well, we know that Apocalypse. Well, yeah, it's the I mean, name the, of the, the movie. The movie is called yep. Apocalypse. So the the main antagonist. Yeah, is and you Apocalypse. see, we we see characters like Cyclops and Jean Grey and um, Nightcrawler. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, I did you like Days of Future Past? I did. I liked. I've liked all of these uh, Singer X Men. This run. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. There's something about it, though, that felt like it was just, um, like, I don't know where they go after this, you know? This is like, um, this was like the biggest, the biggest thing that could have happened, I guess, you know? Uh, and when I think about the X-Men stories and like, in the comics of, of things that happened, um, obviously at the end they show a, a, a little snippet of of things to come um mm-hmm. but i don't even think that that was the you know necessarily as big as uh apocalypse um so i don't know do you did you did you know what the yes what the, the okay i had to look up what it what it was gotcha um yeah and so i don't know i feel like i i feel like i when i was watching it i was i was um entertained and i really liked it but now i'm like I have no idea where they go from here and how they make it um how they make me care after this, you know, with without just 
continuing to introduce characters. Like that's all they really can do now as a way to draw people in because the stories aren't really getting any better. I I wouldn't hate it if they reintroduced Gambit. <laughs> just so we're sure. clear. I'd I'd go see a movie just because he's in it. Sure. Um but yeah, I I mean all that all that being said, I, like I said, I I was ve- very entertained when I was watching it. So, um I'd give it I'd give it an 8. Okay. What do you think about the length of it? It's long. Did it, did it feel long to you? Yeah. Okay. Patrick? Nobody? Uh, no, I mean, I haven't seen the film. I don't think I will see the film, honestly. It's not. I'm already at a bit of a kind of superhero fatigue. And um, and so then the poor reviews on top of that, I'm, I guess I, I just, you know, I'm one of the suckers that falls for reviews. And... Um, but also, I don't know that X-Men is something I'm terribly passionate about anyway. So I, I just don't know that I'm going to see the film. Or if I do see the film, it'll probably be um, after it comes out of theaters. It just doesn't strike me as like a, a must-see on a big screen. So mm. uh, I don't have anything to add. But you are welcome to jump into spoilers. It, it doesn't affect me. Y'all know that I'm impervious to that. Yeah, you are impervious. Okay, so I, I would say before I jump into spoilers, because we, we have people actually listening live, so we want to give them an opportunity. Spoilers are coming in probably about 30 seconds. Um, so if, if you've not yet seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, hop off. But um, I would say I'd give it a, a uh, yeah, I'd say it's seven and a half or an eight. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. It felt a little long at points, but at the same time, um, I was I was really intrigued by how they were going to like uh, what the climax of the movie was going to be because it seemed moderately insurmountable. (laughs) So, um, I really, I was taken aback by the fact that Oscar Isaac, uh, I just dropped a link in. So if you click that, that box, I think you see Oscar Isaac. So Poe Dameron was apocalypse. I had no idea until at the end when they showed the, they showed his name. I'm like, who was Oscar Isaac? And then, and, and then it showed up and, he was he was Apocalypse. Did a fantastic job on 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 the Apocalypse or uh, Mister Ooze uh, or whatever from the original Power Ranger movie because that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. So um, okay, uh, I'd say we have spoiler alert coming uh, in five, four. If you're listening live right now and you haven't seen, you want to hop off. Yep, three, two, one. Spoiler zone. All right, Luke, take it away. Okay, so. Um, I don't even know where to start as far as as I'm getting more into um, doing a review of this, the less and less I like this movie. Um, uh, I'll just go to the end. Um, Just the final battle uh, against Apocalypse was just it felt like um, it felt like Jean Grey uh, becoming the Phoenix was an easy button. Like it, it felt like they he was he was way too powerful um, for them to beat him. When I, I don't know, he he just made me feel like the X Men weren't as awesome as they are supposed to be. Right. Um, and that was frustrating for me. Um, I I as as much as it was cool for um, us to see Wolverine as Weapon X. Uh, I felt like it was a, just a, it was all um, ratings, like all just for teasing, like to get people to go see it that liked uh, Wolverine. That was it. Well, did you know that it was going to happen? Yeah, they showed it in the trailer. They showed it in the last oh, trailer. I didn't. 
Okay, I didn't yeah, see the last trailer. There was one because... shot in the last trailer where he puts his hand down and his his uh yeah, his claws come out. Oh, see, that was going to be one of my biggest praises of the no, film. I think it was just it was the equivalent of clickbait. You know, it was um, yeah. And he didn't really do anything. It was just like, hey, here's your memories back. Uh, oh, he bye. did some things. Well, but you know what I mean, like <laughs> he killed a crap load of but people. But it was no like, <laughs> it was. I mean, I don't know. It, I, I guess he, yeah, it wasn't terribly pertinent right, to the story. It wasn't. The and it would have been way too long, even more, even longer of a movie to try and get him into that world. So I know why they didn't. Integrated. But it was just like, really? Just come on. Um, I thought the the montage of Apocalypse giving his four horsemen their powers was super cheesy and stupid. Yeah, it was equivalent to like a 1980s. We're getting yeah, the band back I, together, which made sense because it was the 80s. But it was set in the 80s, so that kind of fit, you know. No, I guess yeah. If you think about it that way, but it was so cheesy. Like I, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like they were, um, like foreigners. He was definitely played the foreigner in a foreign land, uh, and it it. It just didn't fit. Like, none of it fit. Um, man, I don't know. There, there's another thing that I talked about. I want to hear what you guys thought of spoiler, you know, spoiler free or spoilers and stuff. Uh, but I have another idea later for this this whole overarching okay. idea. So my so my thing was my biggest issue with it. Um, I see. I thought I I didn't realize that that they had teased uh, Wolverine already. So I thought that was gonna be my biggest praise. Like, how great of a job did they do keeping that from everybody? And then you know, there he is. You know, that was really cool. Um, but I guess I don't I don't get to say that. And then uh, so here's an issue, a continuity issue for me. I have a hard time understanding how this fits into the X Men universe, like the greater X Men universe, um, because. Some things are cohesive and set up what happened in the original X Men mm-hmm. movies, like with with Logan, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, um, she whispers to him, she or she gives him some of his memories, just enough for him to kind of get the journey going, which is where we pick up with right. him um, in the in the first X Men movie. So I thought, oh, perfect, that t- makes total sense. And then forty five minutes later, she's becoming Phoenix, and I'm like, that doesn't fit at all with what happens in the other X-Men universe because it takes the culmination of two films for her to become Phoenix and to see that actually come right. to fruition. So for me, um, I was really, I was bothered by the lack of, of uh, uh, the, the lack of um, connectedness or the, the lack of consistency between the old films and the new film. Um, the time jumping stuff was weird for me because it, it really does mess with... Uh, Everything and and I don't understand it. I don't I don't understand. I know that they had to do that mechanic to bring you back, but I really feel like they should have just started over and said we're gonna start over. But they didn't. They had that bridge movie where it like goes between the two. They shouldn't have done that. I don't think because it doesn't make sense with the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. I th- I don't know if the X Men one and two if they're considered if they're even paying attention to those. I mean, they're still part of. Uh, like they were made, they still recognize them as being made, but I don't think they have tried to make them fit. One and t- one and mean? two, 
the the first X Men movies. I think they're trying. Not, they, they're not right, trying. Right. Is that what you're saying? I think Wolverine. They are, but I don't think the X Men movies. They they are. Yeah, but that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't right. make sense. Okay, you can't do some and not all. Like I don't know. It's like what they did with. It's like what they did with well, the Hulk. I mean, you just can completely get rid of that movie can, entirely well, and then well, start over. The X Men ones were different, I, I believe, because there was still part like um, Fox was still part of the producing of those. It wasn't just Marvel um, and Disney. I, there's something in it that's it's the same. Disney doesn't have anything. No, to do I know, with but yet. I'm I'm saying like there was a a change in ownership, who owned X Men, and so that's why the newest ones, the the last three, have been all the same universe and fit in with Wolverine because it's all the same company owning them, um, and uh, the first two were not part of that same company. I believe if I heard correctly, um, and I could be totally wrong about this, but if I heard correctly, it's um, they they stopped doing uh, X Men comics like after the last arc. I could be wrong, so just know that I could be wrong. They stopped doing uh, X Men comics after the last arc um, until everything is resolved and they get the they get the rights back from Sony right. because they essentially just keep giving them storylines that they can use. And so that was what I understood. Um, they either were thinking of doing that or they have stopped doing, um, current X-Men like in the, in the normal iteration, there's several different like new X-Men and new whatever that are all totally different that are not under the same, uh, under the same like, uh, umbrella as X-Men so that Sony can't do anything with them essentially. So anyway, Are you just reading the side thing at this point, Luke? Me? No, I was listening to you. I, I said, I said, yeah. Oh, oh. So that, that's that's all that I have. So if or is there anything else? You said you had another idea. Okay. So I I don't know I don't know how this fits, and I I don't know where this works. Um, but if this is the '80s, right? And I don't know if X Men this this iteration of X Men and what we know of the other. Um, MCU like with Iron Man and, and Captain America and all these guys um, if there's crossover if, are, are they all in the same world do we know that yet yeah do is we that know a question? that yeah, they, yeah they're okay, all in the same so, world the thing, the thing about Marvel characters is they all take place in the real world that was kind right. of Stan Lee's view. so if I think in this timeline it's the 80s right um we would have had some stuff, wouldn't we? Um, like, why hasn't there, there been... Uh, why weren't there any other superheroes that showed up when Apocalypse... When Apocalypse... Yeah, uh, went into everybody's mind and said stuff. Like, why didn't we see that? I'll tell you, I thought about that too, and, and I instantly went back and thought about the Deadpool line... This is a really big house, is it? But yet, every time I come here, I just see the two of you. It's almost like the it's almost like the studio didn't want to pay for more for more right. superheroes. Um, that's what it feels like to me. Like it, it, it's that's what I mean. It's, there's some inconsistency with the when they try to do all that timeline stuff that you have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge other stuff, but because Sony doesn't have the rights to mm-hmm. do that stuff. Um, and Marvel, I think, is only getting a producer credit on it, or they're just getting IP credit for it. Uh, they're not actually—they don't actually have any creative yeah. control over it. It's 
You know what I mean? Like that. I think that's where we see I that just, issue. I think it's a funny thing to think about. Of like, if there was this guy that went into the mind of every single person in the world, why didn't any other heroes show up to help? <laughs> yeah, where was Tony Stark? Well, but that's yeah, the thing. No, Tony Stark a, wasn't doing point. any. He wasn't Iron Man. I know, but I just mean I just yeah. But right. in general, like yeah, where were where, right. where was everybody else? Yeah, that's the one thing that DC has going for it. Everything else that DC has is just well, yeah. Garbage. Nobody knows about the one it. thing they have going for it is <laughs> they can create the, every character is in their own world. So um, <laughs> um, the comments on the side are starting to crack me up. But uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get you. It, it's you have to almost just forget about all that other stuff and just try sure. to enjoy the movie. And like for the I movie. said, I was in. I and was if you definitely don't, entertained the, the duration of the movie. So cool. You said that as you thought about it more, yeah. you liked it less. Has your, has no, your vote I, changed from no, it's still to something else? It's still a fun thing to watch. So Okay. Okay. Cool. Patrick, well, you should see it on a big screen. That's it for our... For sure. You should, you should at least see it on a big screen, Patrick. The, okay. it, it's, it's an incredible... Yeah. I mean, the visual effects in this film are, are, are can really I Can yeah. I wait till can I yeah, wait yeah, till Dollar wait Theater? Till dollar theater. There was yeah, one yeah, yeah. scene okay. that w- looked like um, they tried out like a, a new CGI company to, to do one scene because it's noticeably worse than everything else. And um, uh. I'll talk to you guys after. I wanna, after you see it. I want to see if you notice it, and then I'll, I'll tell you which one it is, Andrew. Okay. Well, I will now, but yeah, fair enough. I will go well, see it because I can actually get McKenzie to see those. It's worth it. Like, those it's movies. worth it. So, yeah, I'll go screen. see it. All right. Um, we are done with our master categories. But uh, before we move into our closing comments and final stuff, um, if you're still hanging out with us, it's time for us to talk about our winner and announce our winner from our contest. So, Patrick, set up what the contest was uh, so that everybody knows exactly what it is we're talking about. Sure. So we, we're just now exiting um, the month of May. I mean, on launch day, this is the last day. And May contains a very special um, day. Actually, May 5th is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it's also my birthday. And finally, May the 5th uh, be with you. So May the um, 5th be with you. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, what we decided to do, it was also Disney month for us. And so the combination of Star Wars and Disney, we decided to do a Mickey Mouse and Star Wars mashup. We called it May the Mouse Be With You. That was the hashtag. And we asked people to submit um, that mashup using any type of me- medium. And we just wanted them to post it to uh, the Instagram at us and hashtag May the Mouse Be With You. And we got some awesome submissions. And let me just say, when we said any medium, you still kind of expect that you won't see a lot. We yeah. got everything from like garden, um, like whatever you garden call decorations, them. garden decorations to like spray paint to prints to to um, like digital art and um, yeah, it was awesome. Like yeah. All over the board. So very, very impressed with what everybody put up. So yeah. that being the case, we have the unfortunate task now. Oh, and everyone was doing this to win a print by Mr. Jared Mariyama. And it's signed by him. It's framed, matted. It is a beautiful, beautiful piece. Uh, for those that are um, listening now, I think Andrew's going to flash the screen with it. So um, anyway, so now we have the awful, awful, awful job of actually giving it away number one because now it won't be ours and number two because there's so many good pieces 
that we have to pick someone. And by picking someone, you're not picking someone else, and that hurts us. So that being said, let's go ahead and jump into, I guess, who let's our look. favorites were. So, yeah, let's do our top um, three. Yeah, you know what? Since I'm talking, why don't I just okay. keep talking? Um, so, And we had some last-minute ones, but I think that my three that uh, – one is probably the earliest submission. This is from um, – Oh, I don't want to get the name on this wrong. <laughs> the funny thing is, so many people reposted it, I just almost named the wrong person twice. Um, anyway, uh, it's O-M-G-A-W-R-S-H. Omgarsh, I assume oh is my, correct. Oh, my hey, gosh. Uh, or my gersh. I like Omgarsh way better. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the way I said it. So, um, this is one of the uh, kind of earliest pieces that we had, and this is... Um, Red 5, Mickey, you know, in the, like the fighter pilot helmet, you know, like the amber goggles, you know, mm-hmm. you should like be familiar with Like a rogue squadron, these. yeah. Exactly. So that, that um, I guess, painting. Um, my second one that I'm a huge fan of is by Gallhawk. And this is, like, it's spray paint on some type of canvas. I mean, it's, and this one is awesome. It's, uh, I don't, I don't. If you've seen it before, there's this video that used to float around where this guy makes like this like celestial like space painting using like a yeah, like pan on, and some spray paint, and like it's on kind the of streets like, of New York or something like that. It makes like a night scene and space. Yeah, and yeah. It's been floating around for a couple of years, and so you've probably seen that. This is a very similar piece, but it's got like Mickey holding a, a lightsaber, and then it has like these three moons that are aligned to be the the Mickey years. And uh, that one's really good. And then the third one, and gosh, and I'm only naming three, but the thing is, I like, you know, more than this. But also, this one came in, um, I think, today. Uh, This is from Quiet Ruckus, and it's called the uh, uh, Mickey Fett. And I'll let someone else describe it, but I would say that that's the other one that I really enjoy. So, um, Andrew, I also know that you like the Mickey Fett, so why don't you describe that one and then talk about your favorites? Yeah, so... um so my favorites are there was one that was submitted by Mike V Design, um, and it is a pixelated version of the iconic Walt Disney holding Mickey's hand that you'd see if you've if you've been to Magic Kingdom or Disneyland, um, standing in front of the castle. Essentially, uh, it's that exact it's that replica, but instead of um, it being Walt Disney's hand holding Mickey's hand, it's Darth Vader. Uh, and I love it. It's called Partners. And then uh, I'm a huge fan of the of the um, the Boba Fett. It, it looks like it's in the original like Kenner Star Wars packaging, um, but it's Mickey Mouse wearing Boba Fett outfit. Um, it's not really like terribly detailed in the sense that it looks realistic. Um, it's very graphic design, but um, it's very fun and cool. It looks like it's in the old Kenner box, and it still has like the almost like the KB Toys sticker up on top saying how much it is. Um, I love that piece uh, a lot. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones, honestly. Um, Luke, what were a couple of the ones that you uh, noticed? Well, there was – so the one from Gullhawk, um, that was uh, – my friend Diego did that, and it is killer. I love it. Um, the one by uh, – oh, my gosh. Uh, he was – that one. I mean, that's probably my favorite – um, <laughs> okay. Tomato, tomato. Um, the the one there was one that just came in, and it was, it was actually a design that uh, Patrick had mentioned before. Um, 
of like what somebody could do. Um, it's it was by Skywalking Pod. Um, that's like a, a BB-8 inside the the Mickey Mouse silhouette. Um, I think that's a cool idea. Um, man, there's some other ones too. There's uh, uh, let's see here. I'm like, oh, the Mickey Solo, uh, Nicks. Yeah, that is that black the black and white drawing. Oh no, it ended up this being colored, yeah. uh painted or colored pencil or something, it. right? Yeah. Solo's my favorite character, so that's good. Uh What you're talking about the yeah. the one by Shaka Yeti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one's great too. And then uh Mr. Jason Davis posted one up as mm-hmm. well. It's it, honestly so when we posted the when we talked about the con- the, the contest a few weeks ago and we said what we wanted I was a little skeptical that people would actually interpret it the way that, like, at least in my head, when we had first talked about the contest, like, how do we want to give away Jared's piece? Um, that it, I was a little skeptical that people would would catch the theme of what uh, of what we were trying to do, and and honestly, everybody nailed it. Everybody totally captured this this mashup, this this blend between Mickey and Star Wars, and and di- some of them were done in so incredibly unique. It wasn't just like they went on and drew the Jedi Mickey that Disney has put out. You know, um, everybody had a different and, and unique flavor to it. So um, it was difficult. It was difficult to come to a, a decision. We had to. We each had to kind of bring our favorites to the table and then weed it down from there. And then ultimately, but we have come to a decision. Is that correct, Patrick? Yeah, we argued about this, and it came down like I had one I was fighting for. I think Luke had one he was fighting for. Andrew had one he was fighting for. So we had to. It was the piece that there was the less, the least argument about. I guess is where we ended up. But well, well it was, it was one, the one that made all of our lists. Yes. yes. So, okay, we, that's we the better had, way we, to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that almost sounds like like well, we just picked one that wasn't going to cause any stir. No, no, no. no. Okay, no, no, no. We, we each brought more three to the table. Way. Yeah, we yes. each brought three to the table, and this is the only one that made it to all three of our lists. Yes, it's the one we all collectively agreed upon. Correct. Um, so yeah. So, so anyway, Luke, why don't you tell everybody who won? The Jared Mariama Disney Star Wars print that I'm holding in front of my screen right now, so I can't even see what's going on. Tell everybody the piece that we chose for the winner. Oh, that's super easy. It's Red 5, the Rebel, the Rebel Mickey pilot. The Rebel Mickey pirate. I'm gosh. <laughs> pirate. Oh, my gosh. He's a space pirate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Congratulations for that. Um, we loved it. Um, we loved Honestly... Any number of these pieces, each of us w- would would gladly take. So if anyone's listening and they're like, "Oh, you well, do know that he's he sold it to me, right?" You shut your dirty mouth. Yeah, he better not have sold that to you. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> I I can't believe you. We'll talk about this later. Okay. Um, if there's any other if there are any of the other pieces, let us know. Uh, if you want us to take them off your hands, for sure, for sure, we will totally take them um, because you guys did a great job. Um, so that's it for our episode. Congratulations on that. Uh, stay tuned for Friday as we have our sandbox interview episode. And uh, guys, you can go to our website. Did you know that it's mofonepodcast.com. Apparently, it's Patrick's terrible. not a huge fan of it, <laughs> but I think it's pretty good. <laughs> um, you can go there to find show notes and links to all the stuff we just talked about tonight. You can find episode archive with, gosh, how many episodes at this point? A hundred and thirty, yeah, something like that. At least I uh, know. Uh, if episodes- you look at the old archive, it's more than that. We're at like hundred and fifty something. 
Okay, so we've got a ton of episodes in the can. Go back and listen to some incredible interviews with some incredible people. Um, links to all sorts of cool stuff on there as well. And you can sign up for our Extra Bits newsletter, which we occasionally send out. You can also get to our Slack channel through there. Go to mofonepodcast.com slash Slack and get an invitation to join our Slack channel. A lot of fun inside of that Slack channel for real. Uh, you can also find us on social media. Search M of One Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Hello uh, and Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. in Slack as well. It's, it's honestly, we have a great, a great time, uh, chatting it up in the Slack line. So a lot of cool artists in there. Um, join us. It's going to be a great time. And we have personal social media. Luke, what's yours? Luke Gall on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And Patrick, the great Pats be with two A's that's on Instagram. And I'm at Andrew sale with threes instead of E's on all the different platforms. Guys, it's been a good one. We're out of here. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. And I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. of the master of one podcast the podcast that could implode at any given moment so tread lightly part one this week we talk about web trends mutants and mayhem nope that's not what we're talking about because i read the word wrong (laughs) ham in the month of may (laughs) may's ham